You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Good morning, it's Monday, October 28th, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. On Mondays, not much has changed from Sunday afternoon when we record the recap episode, so instead of rehashing pointlessly the things we just talked about less than 24 hours ago, Trey Scott joins me to make the case for our own personal top five teams in college football. So, Trey, I think you and I, before we started recording here, kind of reached a consensus. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about, man, what a deep field of college football playoff-worthy teams. I think we are at the stage in the winnowing process that it's like number four, and then we're searching for our our first team out. Absolutely. We've gone from nine or ten, or this is great, to what we usually get – Actually, no, that's not true. We usually only have two. So this is great. We At least we have four, Connor. Yeah. 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 No. And, and at the top, it's really strong. But I, I, I'm i feeling less and less like there is going to be a team that ends up getting left out that will have a serious argument that just kind of based on the quality of the team, uh, you know, best team over most deserving and all that, we won't have a potential best team left out i mean you know barring who knows what's going to happen if 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 current trends hold and the teams that are winning and everything but uh let's use the ap top 25 that came out on sunday as a jumping off point uh the i'll I'll go with their top six let's say so at six they had florida five penn state four clemson three ohio state two alabama number one lsu uh I guess I will – I'll jump into my top five and it's by saying that it is wild to me to see Ohio State at number three. I know – I've got them at one, and I feel pretty strongly that that's where they belong. And I get that it's crowded at the top, but, man, Ohio State has just looked – I mean, they've looked flawless. And there are I, – I do not have concerns about Ohio State the way I have – I mean – I guess LSU's look pretty good too, but I think Ohio State has had about as perfect of a season as you could possibly hope for. And I, I know it's crowded at the top, but three feels really low to me. Where do you have the Buckeyes? I have the Buckeyes at two, um, and and they made they Connor. I I almost I almost made the move this week. I almost made the move. Um, in case you're just one. joining us, Clemson or Trey has been steadfast in keeping Clemson yep. at number one. So. And look, and I'm I. This is I am not going to change it up now, because I mean certainly Clemson's, not based on what not you saw certainly this week. not now because Clemson is yeah. starting to really click. Clemson is number three in defensive yards per play. Ohio State is is two. Uh, Clemson is number seven in offensive yards per per play. Ohio State's ninth. So the stats are starting to bear it out. I've been rocking with the eye test and the annoying 2018 results thus far, but Ohio State made it awfully close this week. 
but Clemson looked pretty good against Boston College too. Yeah, after after all the arguments we had last yeah. week, like it would have been hysterical if you moved Clemson down to two <laughs> <laughs> after they destroyed BC fifty nine to seven. Yeah, you know, I, uh, Connor, what, what I kind of don't get about the AP poll, yeah, this year and sort of the whole discussion, and it's been I have not really remembered anyone nationally caring about where teams are ranked as much as this year, but it's been a thing. And especially it's been a thing as far as Clemson dropping since they're the national defending national yeah. champs. But but as they've dropped, it's been interesting that, you know, Bama jumped them at first and then LSU and then Ohio State. But it's interesting that Ohio State hasn't just kept jumping because if that's that, that's the whole crux of dropping Clemson is saying we're reacting to this this season, not last season. And I'm like, huh, then like why – why is Alabama still like right there? Like, why is then no offense, Alabama, but you know, they've had issues too. If Ohio state is the most perfect team in the country, how come they haven't jumped all the way to number one yet? It's been a weird thing this year. Yeah. I think it's weird to have the, the AP poll, I think has gotten a little bit more focused because the college football playoff committee's rankings are coming out so late this year. I think by this point, we're kind of used to having moved on, uh, but just not getting that until November means that it's kind of the only thing we have to kind of point to and argue about. So I, I guess I guess that combined with the fact that you have a defending undefeated champion dropping to four is, I, I guess, kind of what puts it in the spotlight. Um, I, I do have Clemson moving up to three. I had them at five. Part of that is... Oklahoma falling out mm-hmm. of my top five. And part of that is, you know what? I went ahead and moved them up over Alabama. I know Alabama didn't really do anything this week to give you cause to move them down other than, you know, blow out Arkansas with Mac Jones at the helm. But I, I think what I saw from Clemson this week and just kind of the totality of the picture that's been painted since that UNC game, I'm feeling a lot more confident in Clemson now i mean it's sure bc's not great but dominating a team that severely is even if it's an overmatched opponent is a pretty good indicator to me so i i feel comfortable moving them ahead of alabama um and so then that uh, we've both got bam at four yep as we work through our this (laughs) yeah so i've got i've got lsu at two you've got them at three Uh and then we both went we both had I, – I, I did not land on a number five until moments before we started recording because, I mean, Penn State, you know, they're undefeated. They've looked pretty good, but they just don't kind of grab you by the lapels in the same way that uh, some of these other teams do. So I'm, I'm going with the Nittany Lions now, and they'll – I mean, they'll have a chance to prove it on the field against Ohio State and in Minnesota uh, too it's coming weird. up. Yeah. Yeah, I also have Penn State at five. It was kind of a, okay, search for the college football teams in the rankings and see who I like the most at five. Uh, it's weird that Penn State was just bored by their identity. Penn State has, like, resumed the identity they had for much of our childhood, whereas, but, like, the last few seasons, like, with Saquon sure. Barkley, I would have been, like, thrilled to have Penn State at five. I would have been like, Penn State's one. I'm watching every Penn State game, their appointment television. Now I'm, now I'm like, oh, yuck. I'm going yeah. Penn State at five. So welcome back, Nittany Lions. Um I still have a tough time saying that, that your your name. Uh, yeah, so Penn State, Connor, there's kind of a chance that, like, we just sleep on Penn State the rest of yeah. the month and they beat Ohio State. Like, oh, there's, yeah. like, that could happen. Yeah, I mean, really, 
incredible defense, kind of a boom or bust offense that kind of makes them, as you said, difficult to watch at times. But when KJ Hamler hits a big play, it's it's pretty exciting. So I mean, yeah, I mean, in in a single game, I give them every chance in the world of knocking off Ohio State and just totally turning the shape of this this playoff field on its head. Uh, but for right now, I've got them at, at a relatively uninspired five. Uh, Trey, is there, you know, without getting too lost in upcoming schedules and all that, is there anybody kind of lurking on the periphery of this conversation that you think maybe has a chance to, I mean, Baylor is undefeated sitting oh. at 12. Michigan is undefeated at 13. Uh, did I say Michigan? I meant Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and no, you, Utah I was more th- at nine. They're kind of, mm. eh. <laughs> I was more thinking Connor winner of Florida, Georgia this week. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. And I thought about Oregon, but yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't inspired by Oregon's win over Washington State. They needed a field goal. Now, if Oregon had blown out Washington State, maybe I go with the Ducks at five. But yeah, I, I'm not going to force it with. I don't. I, the Big Twelve. I, if Baylor gets through their November gauntlet of Oklahoma and Texas back to back weeks, which is sounds silly now because Texas isn't good. If they get through that, you know, I'll be a big believer. I do have a question for you. Yeah, I don't expect much movement in our polls. The, this week, Clemson has Wofford, LSU, and Alabama are off. Pull up Ohio State's schedule now. Will you go? And I'm not going to. Oh, Ohio State has Maryland. I'm not going to make this promise, but should the winner of the upcoming game of the century jump to number mm. one, no matter what? Huh. I. No matter what. No is, matter is, what. No well, matter if what. If it's is, nine to six, no. Yeah, absolutes are tough, but man, I think. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's that's going to be the best win anybody has. Yeah. So, yeah, I think yeah. I think so. I, I ideally, you know, whoever the team that ends up winning that game like looks good doing it and isn't just like shut out the entire game and then returns an interception, ninety nine yards for a touchdown, and ends up winning or something like that. But. You know, I, if assuming that game plays out the way you imagine in your head it would play out, like with Joe Burrow going for 350 yards and Tua matching him uh, pass for pass, oh, like, man. yeah. Excited. Oh, man, that could be such a good game, which is like the surest sign that it somehow won't be. But, right. um, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think. And then, okay, but what about the loser? Is the loser, does the mm. loser even drop no um if alabama doesn't have Tua back healthy yes they would drop i think the loser still makes the playoffs yeah i mean i I think i think you look at our top four i think that's the playoff man like i think this is it yeah i have well i mean hey we've had upsets now in top five three straight weeks so i i'm i shouldn't be even saying that but this feels like it because we've got clemson has survived their yearly scare like that, I'm sure that that North Carolina game is as close as someone's going to come in the regular season. Yes, absolutely. Ohio State. You know, I I don't know if Ohio State. I'm assuming they've conquered their uh, their tendency to lay an egg. So we'll see. Ohio State has some big tests left, but they look cha- you know primed for that. I think they could still make it with a loss. And then LSU Alabama. How how could you leave the loser out? 
Yeah. How could he leave him out? Yeah, I think I think you make a great point. I'm more confident than ever that not only are these the top four teams that we have by virtue of the fact that they're all undefeated and haven't explicitly done anything to warrant dropping out, i.e. losing a game, but I, I, I'm pretty confident that these are both the four best and the most deserving now, and I don't think my opinion about them being the four best is especially likely to change. I mean, you never know, but I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that we're right in thinking that these four teams are as good as we currently think that they are. I have a scenario. Like we've got some non-name brand schools, Baylor and Minnesota, as yeah. you mentioned, undefeated. You know, if Minnesota wins out, they'd make the playoff because they would have you know beaten Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. Uh, Baylor winning out would be an interesting thing here. Um, an interesting wrench in the playoff discussion. Does yeah. the committee go with a Big 12 champion Baylor? Because that's not the same thing as a Big 12 champion Oklahoma, although no. it's technically the same thing, but it sure as heck doesn't sound or look like the same thing. No. Or does it go with a one-loss LSU or a one-loss Alabama? Like, does, does the committee go with Baylor over a one-loss right. Nick Saban team? That's, you know, that's maybe the, the gripes we'll start to see. We'll see. So, we'll see. Uh, I'm playing. I'm playing around on 5:38, and you can, if you haven't gone to 5:38's college football predictions page, it's a really fun tool to just kind of mess around with and kind of daydream about different scenarios. If you, uh, if you, if you, and you can plug in that a team will win out. So for Baylor, I've said six percent chance that Baylor wins out. I said, okay, let's go ahead and enable that scenario. Ninety-seven percent chance that they make the playoff under those conditions. So I, I do think that if they if that somehow happens, it'll be look n- nothing but respect for what Matt Rule has done at Baylor. But this is not a playoff team. It's a really good team. It's yeah. not a playoff team. Like so, they'd have to beat Oklahoma twice. They might get in, but we won't look back on what they did in the playoff and <laughs> think, oh, that I'm glad they were in. <laughs> It'll right. just be like, oh, R.I.P. Um, and when I when I but. <laughs> Uh, when I pl- when I ask it what will happen if Minnesota wins out, uh, it also has a, more than a 99% chance of making the playoffs. Because that'll mean that they have beaten Penn State and Ohio State, probably. And Wisconsin. And, and Wisconsin. Iowa, yeah. yeah. Not so, that Iowa's good. But. So, but I kind of feel like that's unlikely to happen. Um, Minnesota has already had both of its by or will have – by the time it hits its gauntlet, they're, they have a bye this week. The, the, no more buys for them, so they're going to feel the full brunt of that pretty difficult run-in. So, I, I mean, unlikely to happen, but I think if they do somehow do it, we'll be like, oh, it, it'll feel like when Michigan State got in. It'll feel like the, when Washington got in a few years ago. So, Baylor's got a tricky game Thursday night. We get some good Thursday night football. They're oh, hosting West Virginia coming out. You know, Baylor's been on a bye. Mm. West Virginia's kind of scrappy. Mm. We'll see. We'll see what the how Baylor does with the national tension on it. All right. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, we ask that you do one thing this week to help spread the word about the show. Ideally, one of those things would be leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. But hey, I mean, don't feel constricted by those parameters. Get creative with it. Do whatever you see fit. For Trey Scott and our producer, Tani Levitt, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you on Tuesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.
baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.